0: breath I take I believe that you are provider yeah We can all come to
1: across this place, let's just thank God that he's given himself to us in your own heart and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not alone. You're with me. You're with me. As we sing this next song about the cross, let's just remember what we've been given. Let's remember that we stand on a treasure. The kingdom of God has been given to us who believe in him.
2: When we believe All chains are breakable When we receive your way You keep your promises Here we go now If you said it, we believe it If you said it, come on If you said it, we believe it You have never failed, and you won't start with me. You're present in every step, yes, you are. Patient in every heartache, eh? God, you have never failed. You won't. and we've we been If you said it, we believe it, if you said it, you said I would be the victorious. You said it, yeah, I believe it. Come on. If you said it, remind yourself of His promises. If you said it, oh, I believe it. If you said it, oh, I'm your child, Lord. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, oh. If you said it, we believe it. We're your family, Lord. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. If you said it, we believe it. Cause you're a man of your word. If you said it, we believe it. Oh, 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 oh. If you said it, we believe it. You're a man of your word. We're a people of confidence. We have this confidence You'll finish what you started, you stayed You, me. you oh, with me Pasten in every step oh, patient in every heart I stir my faith that you and me you've said it i believe it if you said it oh, yeah.
1: come on give him a hand give him a praise give him a shout of joy there's no one like our god he's our god he's made himself accessible to us through jesus so this morning we take our fresh grip lord we engage afresh with you What a morning to be on, Lord. First time together with the family of God. In this brand new year, you create all things, Lord. Lord, all things are made by you for you. And there's so much that you've got prepared for us. And so we stand right now in expectation, holy expectation. Because our God will reign in this season. He will reign over all the earth. Oh,
2: praise His name. Sing this, this with me, this chorus. All hail King Jesus. You sing it now. All hail the Lord of heaven. All hail King Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. All hail. Yeah.
1: The veil was torn.
2: What sacrifices made as the heavens roar? Just feel like in this house if you're thankful for him being in this place just begin to say thank you God thank you for your presence oh your presence is heaven your presence is heaven to us oh oh Jesus you're our king here, oh, hail Lord
3: lift up our eyes to the heavens. Psalm 121 says, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, maker of heavens and the heavens and the earth. And let's lift up our hands together. Let's lift up our eyes to the heavens to say, God, say with your own voice, God, you are my help. You are my hope. God, we just turn our eyes to you today. God, we declare that you're the king of our lives. You're the God of 2021. God, we put all of our hope and our trust in you, God. God, we're thankful for you today, God. We just declare that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You're so good. You're so faithful, God. We put our trust and our hope in you. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, we all said amen and amen. You can uh, grab your seats and smile at somebody. It's just great to be together to worship in 2021 together. Uh, right now we'd like to dismiss our uh, children for our children's church. Uh, all the toddlers will be headed this way. Preschool and kindergarten are going back that direction to the North Annex. And elementary headed over this way to the turf area. All right, well, good morning. And uh, if I haven't met you, my name is Jason. I'm the college pastor here at All Peoples. And uh, we really want to welcome you, especially if it's your first time here today uh, at All Peoples Church, here in person, or if you're online, just great to have you with us. Uh, And, you know, there's no better way to start a year than to worship God and to hear his word today. Uh, Some of the things we have coming up this month In a week and a half, we are all going to join together here in the outside tent for a night of worship and prayer together as a church. So this is what we do once a month. We get all of our life groups together, and we worship and pray and seek God and intercede for all the things God's doing in our city and across the world. So Wednesday, January 13th at 6.30 p.m., we will all be right here together. So come and join us Wednesday, January 13th. Also something really amazing, uh, if you wanna grab this card off your seat, it says Commission Weekend. And uh, if you didn't already know and have this marked on your calendar, January 29th, that's a Friday and 30th, Saturday, We are coming together right, see it's easy this year because we're just coming together right here in this tent for everything. So we'll be right here at All People's Church Outdoor Tent. Uh, Commission weekend is a weekend we dedicate to God where we're gonna come and seek God, worship God, and be filled with God's mission in our lives. We have a lot of guest speakers coming in. We have guests coming from Indonesia. We've got so many amazing things planned for that weekend. Uh, The big thing to note is that early bird pricing ends today. I know it says 1159 a.m. on your card, but that's 1159 p.m. So you have an extra 12 hours to have early bird pricing, but that ends today. So make sure you jump online onto allpeopleschurch.org and uh, register for Commission Weekend. Also, we do have kids uh, sort of conference on the Saturday of that weekend. So make sure you register uh, your kids for that as well. Uh, with that said, we're gonna take up our tithes and offerings right now and I have a question for for you. Uh, how many of you would like God to throw open the floodgates of heaven this year? So I mean really, I want you to I want you to hear that that question. How many of you would like God to throw open the floodgates of heaven over your life? Uh, I would like to tell you, the promise on how to have God throw open the floodgates of heaven in 2021. In Malachi 3.10, it says, bring your whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. And, uh, you know, What a great promise to build our lives on this year. And as we start a year to just declare to God, God, you are first in my life and I put my trust and hope in you. As we bring our tithe, we bring our worship, we bring our time, we bring everything we are onto God's altar today. Uh, Let's just believe him that he will open the floodgates of heaven over our lives. Uh, Let me pray as we take up our offering right now. Uh, Lord, we just uh, do declare that you're first in our lives, God, and and we believe your promises today. We don't believe what the world says. We believe what you say. And we believe in your great hope and promises over our lives, and we worship you today. And we pray that you'd use our finances to touch the whole world for your gospel. In the name of Jesus, amen. With that said, I'd like to welcome up Kendall.
4: I have today to say, Happy New Year. <laughs> you can turn to a neighbor and say that, or you can take it up a knot and say, Blessed New Year. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Been waiting to say that all week. It's exciting stuff. You're going to want to come to Commission Weekend. My kids are excited about the Saturday conference. It's going to be Lion King themed, so you're going to want to check that out. It's going to be a great time. I'd like to start with a story. Um, it was a time of great political, national upheaval and intrigue. Uh, Spain, France, and the United Kingdom were all fighting for control along with this new country called the United States for the western part of our continent. And during this time, one of our nation's first presidents, Thomas Jefferson, he sent a letter to one of his confidants, Meriwether Lewis. And He sent him on a special mission. And the mission, should he choose to accept it, was spelled out in a letter, dated June 20th, 1803. And it was a very simple mission. For over 300 years, explorers had believed in this mythical river. They believed that a river started somewhere um, near, near the Mississippi River in central United States, and it went west. And this mythical river was supposed to connect The Mississippi River to the Pacific Ocean and the idea was whoever controlled this river would control trade and therefore commerce and therefore power and therefore the political future of the Western United States and so of course I'm telling you the story of Lewis and Clark these famous explorers that went out to explore the Western United States if you know anything about the journey of Lewis and Clark you might know that the journey did not go as expected. (laughs) In fact, nearly every assumption that these explorers had, even though they were trained explorers, even though they had about the western United States, was wrong. So for starters, they never found this river. In fact, they encountered the Rocky Mountains. One member of the expedition wrote this in his journal when he started to approach... I have a picture, by the way, of a road that goes up to the Rocky Mountains. If you ever done this drive starting in Kansas or or uh, eastern Colorado, and heading west into the Rocky Mountains, it's very formidable. You know, you see them, you kind of come upon them. This is what one person wrote about that day, that they saw the tips of the Rocky Mountains. He said this, these are the most terrible mountains I have ever beheld. They're so terrible, actually, you can see them from space. I have a picture here of the International Space Station. You can see the Rocky Mountains from space. Just to get you an idea of how intimidating this was for these explorers was some ships that they thought they were going to find a a river. There was no waterway. There was no need for this elaborate fleet of keelboats they'd had constructed. And this crack team found themselves not knowing what to do and they had to rely on an unlikely guide. Of course, I'm talking about Sacagawea, this, this nursing mother, this Native American guide would show them the way through the passes of the Rocky Mountains and actually help them survive. They did live to tell about it, and the story is a story of great teamwork and adaptability. And I think if this last season of our lives compares to any journey in history, it's the journey of Lewis and Clark. We started 2020 looking for this mythical river. (laughs) We all had some goals. We all had a path that we thought we were going to be taking and instead we found ourselves facing the most terrible mountains we'd ever beheld. (laughs) And we found ourselves in a totally different ball game. We found ourselves off the map. We found ourselves moving into uncharted territory. This is what Todd Bolzinger says about this expedition. Lewis and Clark and the court of discovery were about to go off the map into uncharted territory. What lay before them was nothing like what had laid behind them. The true adventure, the real discovery was just beginning. This story illustrates what I believe is a prophetic theme for us as we move into 2021. Today, I want to speak to you from the subject, uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. Maybe you found yourself in uncharted territory before. A new job or a new city I can remember my wife and I moving to, to San Diego, and this was before the iPhone and. We didn't know our way around San Diego. I remember specifically trying to get to the In-N-Out in Mission Valley, okay, Uh, near Qualcomm Stadium. And we didn't have, we didn't, you know, you could print out a MapQuest. You guys remember when we used to do that? Okay, so I actually kind of took it up a notch. I didn't print out a MapQuest. I had a Garmin GPS. And so we put the address of In-N-Out and the Garmin GPS, and we still got lost, because in Texas, highway on-ramps function a certain way. Here, they have lights on the on-ramps. It's very confusing if you're not from here. And I found myself in uncharted territory, and all I wanted was a double-double. Um, maybe it's a new season in a relationship, getting more serious, uncharted territory, right? Maybe it's a new season in parenting. Many of us parents have been there when you, you have a baby, you're, you're helping them sleep, you're, they're learning to feed and walk and take care of themselves. And then all of a sudden they turn to be about three years old and they one day turn around in the middle of a conversation and they say, go ahead, make my day, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uncharted territory, and I'm not even talking about teenagers, I wouldn't know anything about that. Parenting, work, there's all these areas of life where at times we can find ourselves in uncharted territory. Uncharted means unmapped. Uncharted territory can be perilous. Uncharted territory can be full of wonder, and amazement. We don't always know what uncharted territory holds, but we do know one thing. It will be significant. And the history of the people of God is a history of people being called into uncharted territory. Just think about it for a minute. You know, God put Adam and Eve in a garden to cultivate it, to cultivate the ground. Have you ever thought about what was outside the garden? There was this whole other world that they were called to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion and move into uncharted territory. With Abraham, God speaks to him, Abraham, go to a place. What place, Lord? The place I'm going to show you. (laughs) Uncharted territory. (laughs) Jacob finds himself in uncharted territory, wrestling with God in the desert. Joseph founds himself in Egypt, leading in a strange land. Jonah sent to Nineveh, Daniel, fruitful in Babylon, uncharted territory. They actually even changed his name to a Babylonian name. Everything would have been foreign to Daniel. Jesus, tempted in the wilderness. Paul, shipwrecked on Malta. All of these great leaders in the Bible, they find themselves in uncharted territory. And yet we like things so common and predictable, don't we? Right? Today, I want to reintroduce you to someone in the Bible Someone that I believe is significant for the next season that we're entering into in this idea of uncharted territory. Like Lewis and Clark, he had the audacity to move into something new. We actually don't know much about him. The Bible only gives us a few verse on this particular person, but I want to look just for a a few moments at this man named Jabez. And while I do that, I just want to talk for a few minutes about the importance of the Bible. One of the best habits you can have here at the beginning of the year, is to start reading your Bible every day. I promise you, you'll be blessed. (laughs) And you you know, when we get into the Bible, sometimes there's more familiar things, like Psalm 23, what a great Psalm, right? There's more exciting parts of the Bible, like the book of Acts, the book of Mark, there's miracles happening, every few verses. It, It moves at a really fast pace, it's like an action movie. And there's other parts of the Bible that are a little harder to get through. Can I get an amen out there, right? So if you ever read the King James Version, some people call these the begats, right? These are the, this person begat, this person, we've got a clapper for the begats right here. I want everybody to know, we got a real Bible student in the tent today. Um, this person begat, this person begat, this person, another technical word for it is genealogies. This is the history of generations of the people of Israel and the people of God. These parts are unfamiliar, they, they can be a little slow to read, to be honest, but Like every part of God's word, there are secrets that are hidden for us, even even in the parts of the Bible where we wouldn't expect it. And we we hear about this this man named Jabez in one of these portions, in a biblical genealogy. So if you want to, you can turn with me in your Bible to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, I know you were hoping to hear a sermon on 1 Chronicles today. First Chronicles 4 starts off with this, the descendants of Judah. So we're going to learn about the genealogy the tribe of Judah. We learn about Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Shobal, the sons of Shobal, skipping down the sons of Etam, the descendants of Hur, the sons of Helah. I hear they were a blast at parties, by the way, the sons of Helah. But we get very little information about all these different people and the genealogy. There, there's very little spiritual content. There's a few things about the locations where they lived or how many children they had, but th- there's not a lot that is worthy of commentary. Then all of a sudden, we get to this man named Jabez, and it's a total pattern interruption. We, we get this little short story, this little essay about Jabez's life. I'm gonna be reading it in the New Living Translation, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. First Chronicles chapter four. Many of you have probably heard of the Christian book, The Prayer of Jabez. It came out, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. I'd actually never read it. That, that's not the inspiration for this message, that actually what happened is God led me to this scripture in a dream. I, I woke up after having dreamt I read this scripture and I started to get into it and I started to realize there's something significant for us today about this man Jabez and his prayer as we move in to uncharted territory. So here's the first thought. Uncharted territory To enter uncharted territory, you must be a dreamer. To enter uncharted territory, you must be a dreamer. Anyone out there have a Masterclass subscription? A couple of us. My wife and I have a Masterclass subscription. It's like Netflix for nerds, okay? So every evening... You sit down and you learn about this person, their cooking style, or how to train your dog, or just different things where you can learn from these experts in different fields. And one of the master classes is about this guy that was was an astronaut. He lived on the International Space Station. And so the other night we were watching all the things astronauts have to do to prepare for space. And it was inordinate. I wasn't aware that astronauts had to train to become emergency room doctors just in case someone had a medical emergency in space or had to do eye surgery or dental surgery. I wasn't aware that astronauts had to do all this training for when the spaceship lands, depending on the geography that they find themselves on Earth. I'm mean So much training goes into the life of these astronauts. And then all of this math, all of this physics, all of this science, ecology, botany, all these things they're studying in space. And to be honest, I think most of that training probably is pretty painful. I doubt it's that enjoyable of an experience. He was talking about this training exercise they did in the deserts of Utah to simulate uh, a certain thing that was going on in the space station, and it sounded pretty terrible. But you know, inside every astronaut, inside every person that goes through these decades of training to do something like that, to move into the uncharted territory of space, there's a little boy or a little girl. And one day, early in their life, they looked up at the stars and they said, I have a dream. To go there. It takes dreamers to go into uncharted territory. I think it's very significant that Jabez is noted as being more honorable than his brothers. You know it's honorable to have a dream. We live in a culture sometimes that tries to push down ambition. Tries to, tries to encourage people not to have too high of aspirations tries to criticize people that maybe have aspirations that are different than ours. But I looked up that word honorable, and it's the Hebrew word kabod. It's the Hebrew word for the glory of God. And there's something about the glory of God that comes on our lives when we have a God-inspired dream. Can I get an amen? At the beginning of this year, I don't know about you, but I've heard something at the beginning of 2021 that's discouraged me. It's, it's worried me, it's something I've not heard at the beginning of another new year. And people have said things like this, don't get your hopes up for 2021. Don't make any goals for 2021 because we don't know what's gonna happen, you know? If there's anything we learned in 2020, it's that we don't know what's gonna happen. One guy said it this way, I could really go for some precedented times right now. Well, that was, I thought that was funny. But don't get excited for 2021 You know, we all got excited for 2020, and we saw how that turned out. And, you know, I think there's some of us that are entering into this year with some cynicism. We're entering into this year with some doubt. We're entering into this year with some discouragement from the previous year. And I think God would speak to us today and say, it's glorious to have a dream from me. We serve a God a vision. We serve a God that is able to do more than we ask or imagine. So why would we limit him by imagining low? Right? We serve a God who said of Jabez's prayer, this is honorable. It's honorable to ask God for more. It's honorable to believe in a God of hope. Jabez had the audacity to dream and God granted His request. To enter into uncharted territory, you must be a dreamer. To enter into uncharted territory, you must walk through pain. I got you on the dreaming point. This is the discouraging point of the message. Don't worry, the message doesn't end here. Jabez was not someone who had a very likable name. His mom named him Jabez, meaning, I birthed him in pain. Now, we have one child in our family with whom my wife was in labor for 36 hours our first child, but I mean, I didn't name him Jabez. I mean, come on, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you caused this pain 25 years ago, son, so we called you jay you know what I mean? Like, I mean, at least give the kid something to hold on to for the rest of his life, especially in Bible times where names are so significant. And, and I mean, I, I, this is kind of funny when you think about it. In life, we are going to experience pain. Grief is part of life. Loss is part of life. This is part of the human condition. And in 2020, we all experienced pain and grief and loss. Some of it was more more, more small areas where we just felt like different, different opportunities that we had. We lost out on it at the last minute with just life planning and social stuff. Some of it was really big things. And maybe we would name 2020 Jabez. Something was birthed in me in pain. But I think there's something significant about walking through that pain to 2020. 21. We've all heard and probably known people um, that, that experience what psychologists call post-traumatic stress. It's a real dis- psychological challenge that people undergo in their life, and, and in summary, a very simple explanation would be there's just times in life where the brain and the human heart experiences more than it can handle. and It puts the brain and the heart under tremendous stress due to intense or intrusive events and um, there's pain that comes as a result. There's a need for healing. And um, that's a very real thing. And by the way, this is a church where we just value emotional freedom and the journey of mental health. And if anything like that is part of your story, there's just the grace of God is available for you. Um, but I think if we think of 2020, I think many of us carry some low-grade version of that. And about the middle of the year last year, I was exposed to some literature, some, someone that was doing some research, not on post-traumatic stress, but on post-traumatic growth. And they were studying how people grow through challenging events, post-traumatic growth. It's not my phrase. It actually comes from Dr. Richard Tedeschi of Boston University. This is what he said about post-traumatic growth. Much like earthquakes can impact the physical environment, Traumatic circumstances characterized by their unusual, uncontrollable, or potentially irreversible and threatening qualities can produce an upheaval and trauma survivors' major assumptions about the world, their place in it, and how they make sense of their daily lives. In reconsidering these assumptions, there are the seeds for new perspectives. As we walk through pain, God speaks to us. And sometimes he gives us a seed for growth. He gives us a seed for a new perspective. The seeds of growth can be found in times of stress. We can walk through the pain of last year into a year of growth. Amen? Uh, Okay, let me illustrate this in a different way. They did a study um, in the 1980s. So the the Amazon.com of the 1980s, the biggest company in America, was a company called Ma Bell. And they controlled all the phone lines throughout the United States and so like eventually will probably happen to Amazon, Congress stepped in and they broke up the company. So they broke it up, they said it was too big, and they used antitrust laws to break up the company. And so as a result of breaking up this huge company, a lot of people lost their jobs. Incidentally, there was a psychologist in the Northern Illinois who was already studying the emotional life of members of this company, of people that worked there, while well, 26,000 people that he was studying got laid off in this one state. And they chose to continue the study. So, so they found some people that had had a traumatic event and they studied their lives for the next 12 years. And you know, they found people, they, they, they fell into three categories. There was a group of people that just kind of, just kind of maintained momentum. Their life was kind of affected by this layoff, but they moved on, they got another job. Nothing great happened, nothing terrible happened. They just kind of went stable. There was a group of people that actually their lives went really poorly. This layoff was a negative turning point in their life. They had stress-related diseases. They went through divorces. They developed addictions. They had heart attacks. They died early deaths. There was tragedy in their family. And then there was a group of people that something about this event propelled them forward to be more successful. I'm hoping you're wanting to know the secret of the people that were propelled forward. And... (laughs) Here's the secret, the people that this traumatic event affected them for the rest of their lives negatively, this is the question they asked. How can I get this back? How can I get back to what I had? That was the fundamental, emotional, soul level, psychological question that these people asked. The people that move forward, the people that somehow were able to use this as a slingshot or a trampoline or whatever analogy you wanna use to propel them forward in their lives. Of course it was hard, Being laid off from a job is never easy, but this is the question that they asked. What does this mean for my future? The question I'd like to ask you this morning. What does what happened last year mean for your future and this year? We serve a God that's doing something new. We serve a God that calls things that are not as though they are. And there's something in your last season that's a seed for something in your future. We're not trying to get something back We're trying to gain ground into uncharted territory, something God is calling us to in this next season. Jabez didn't look for the past to define his life. Imagine just walking around your whole life and being like, well, my mom birthed me in pain. He had a vision for his future. He had a vision for uncharted territory. Now we move to Jabez's famous prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. So that I will be free from pain. It's my next thought on this prayer. To enter uncharted territory, you must be prepared. To enter uncharted territory, you must be prepared. I grew up hiking and backpacking, and I remember this, this one 14-day backpacking trip. I got to go on as a teenager. Um, it was at a big scout camp in New Mexico. And prior to you know, leaving base camp and going up into the mountains and the hills there was a camp store. And we stopped at the camp store. And at the camp store, we got butane for our uh, little stoves. We got a lot of different freeze-dried food that was very exciting later on in the trip, by the way. We got these things called pemmican bars, which were so dense, these little candy bars. They had 2,500 calories in one bar. I mean, they were disgusting. It, It tasted like eating a charcoal briquette, okay? So we got pemmican bars so we could survive. We got water, purification stuff. We got all the things that we would need for our journey. And Jabez, at the beginning of his prayer, before he prays about new territory, he prays something very significant. He says, God, please bless me. God, please bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. I think this is significant, and I think this is honorable, because Jabez is saying, God, I don't want to do a journey out of my strength, I want to do it out of yours. God, you have something that I need. Will you please bless me? God, you have a supernatural, abundant supply. Will you please bless me? God, that you would bless me. Philippians 4:19, and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. We want to be prepared. For uncharted territory and the way that we prepare ourselves is by asking God to bless us we ask him to bless us so we have what we need we, we ask him to bless us so that we have something for somebody else the blessed life is the generous life we we ask him to bless us because we know that lasting blessing only comes from him this was actually uh I'm doing the bible in one year again and this was actually the the second day of the year there was there was a comment on blessing. And so I want to show you just a, a little clip from that devotional that I read um, yesterday morning. I was talking about Psalm 1. Psalm 1 starts with the word bless. It says, "Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord. And it talks about how that man will yield fruit and prosper. And this is what Nikki Gumbel's commentary said. Happiness is what happens to you. Blessing is what happens to you through knowing God and meditating on his words. Happiness is what happens to you. Blessing is what happens to you through knowing God and meditating on his words. Jabez had the audacity to ask God to bless him. I've been praying this prayer every day for the last, I don't know, three to four weeks, and I've experienced some unexpected blessings in my life. Now, would those things have come if I hadn't prayed? Maybe. I don't know, but I sure recognize them as coming from God in a way that I wouldn't have if I hadn't been asking Here's the next portion. He says, God, enlarge my territory. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. I think this is so crucial because our territory isn't about the size of our house <laughs> or the age of our car or whether or not we have a corner office. Our territory is about our capacity and the extent of our ministry. As ask you a question? Don't you think if you ask God for more ministry, he's going to answer that prayer? There's a lot of people in our lives that need ministry. There's a lot of people in our lives that need help. There, there's, there's uncharted territory, even in San Diego, people that don't know about Jesus, don't know the love of God. There's uncharted territory maybe in our own hearts of areas where we need freedom, areas we need breakthrough, or areas we need, we need healing. Um, and I think God wants to, to ask for those opportunities God opens doors for people that ask for them. You get an amen? To enter uncharted territory, you have to be prepared. We're going to be prepared by asking for God's blessing. We're going to be prepared by asking God to expand our territory, to move us into something new. Final thought here, to enter uncharted territory, you must walk forward. I wonder wonder how many borderlands are out there where people have gone to the border of uncharted territory and just decided to hang out there. You know, it even happened in the, in the nation of Israel. There were two tribes, actually, that said, we'll stay on this side of the river. Everyone else can, can go over. They ended up having to be part of the conquest. But still, there was something in them where they said, "Ah, eh, that's a little too far. You know, sometimes we, we get a promise about uncharted territory. God's doing something new in our life. Sometimes God stirs our faith. We feel his presence. But we struggle to take action. Faith is active. And there's something in our lives this year about walking forward. Two final observations about Jabez's prayer. He prays this, God, let your hand be on me. Jabez prays for God's hand to be on them. God's hand represents the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about how many times just in the Bible, Jesus laid his hands on people. Think about all the times Jesus touched someone. Did anything bad ever happen? To me, I, I, when I think of Jesus touching people, I think children were blessed. I can, I can think of him laying hands on children. I can think of Jesus laying his hands on someone and them being healed. I can think of Jesus laying his hands on someone and them being restored. Right? When God puts his hand on someone's life, something powerful happens. We see that. We see that throughout, actually, the New Testament. There's all these admonitions. You know, be careful about putting your hand on someone or don't forget what happened when when hands were laid on you and the Holy Spirit did something powerful in your life. The hand of God represents the presence of God. And I think God is putting his hand on us this year and just giving us a gentle nudge, saying, will you take a step in uncharted territory? It's interesting how God doesn't take steps for us, but he does put his hand on us to encourage us to take a step. I've got an an almost one-year-old now. We had a baby in January, little Zeke, and he's like almost about to take a step. I was so hoping it would happen in front of my parents last week over Christmas break, but but he's almost ready, and I'm just kind of gently, you know, got a little tennis ball, gently nudging him, trying to take a step because he's so into his tennis ball. That's how God is with us. He puts his hand on us, and he nudges us. He accompanies us with his presence. We get so familiar with the presence of God. When we feel the presence of God, it's God calling us to do something. God, put your hand on me. In November, I was speaking at All People's Tijuana. And the night before, I just woke up in the middle of the night, and all I could say is the hand of God was on me. I felt just impressed by God, like I could not sleep. I could not. That nothing could soothe me. All I could think about was this. There's someone in a mental hospital that needs prayer. That's all I could think about. And so I, in the middle of the night, you know, I, I just prayed for whoever this person was. I mean, I actually, I actually know some people in that situation. I thought, well, hey, maybe it's someone I know. But, but I thought, no, this is actually someone I don't know. This is someone that is in the middle of the night, somewhere in the world, they need prayer. And so I felt the hand of God on me. I spoke that morning at our church in Mexico. At the end of a service, I invited people to give their lives to Jesus, and this whole family came up. And I was like, awesome, there's like 12 people that are giving their lives to Jesus. And then I walked down, and actually, they were all Christians, (laughs) so it's a little confusing. But through translation, what I learned is they had a beloved member of their family that was trapped in a mental hospital in Cancun, Mexico. They were in tears. We just came this morning. There were several people that didn't attend the church. They came that morning begging God that someone would pray with them for this beloved family member. And, you know, I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's miles away. It's a little overwhelming. I mean, we have faith that our prayers work. But, I mean, honestly, I was pretty intimidated by the whole thing. And so we prayed. I mean, we called out Christmas Eve. One of our staff members from from Tijuana was up here at our service. And she mentioned to me, hey, did I ever tell you what happened with that family? I was like, like, hope it's good news and no. (laughs) And she says, "Well, well, that next week... After we prayed at the service, there was another man that was admitted to the mental hospital. His family sent him there because he was talking about Jesus too much. He spoke He spoke to the person that you prayed for. God touched her, and she's been released from the hospital and is now worshiping at our church in Tijuana, Mexico. That's what happens when the hand of God comes upon us. And, I mean, that's, that's maybe one opportunity that I grasp. I think of how many I miss how many of times is God putting his hands on me and I've got my hands on something else? God, put your hand on us. Don't let us be people that go forward without your presence. God, keep us from harm. As he just he straight up just says, God, keep me from harm and pain. Hey, you have not because you yeah, asked not, right? I don't know why bad things happen. This isn't a, a sermon on the problem of evil, but I do know this. Jesus taught us, to, taught us to pray, God, deliver me from evil. We see Jabez here. He's saying, God, keep me from harm. I'm thinking there might be a spiritual secret here in praying for God's protection. Because in uncharted territory, the threat of harm is real. When I was a kid, I loved to look at old naps, and um, specifically, maps that were drawn before people understood you know, the entire globe. And so if you ever, if you ever look at an old map that's, that's drawn in the Middle Ages, what you'll see is there's kind of like the known world and then there's the unknown world. And it'll say in Latin, in the unknown world, terra incognita, right? It means the unknown world. And I love these old map drawings because oftentimes they'll be like sea monsters or, you know, these like creatures that are out in the unknown world. And you know what? It represents something. There can be danger in uncharted territory. This is what Israel found in the promised land. They came back with great fruit, talking about great giants. The uncharted territory is occupied. There can be a battle for uncharted territory. Uncharted territory can be terrifying. But sometimes we have to trust what was written in the book of Jude. God is able to keep us from stumbling. God is able to keep us from stumbling as we move into uncharted territory. At the end of 2021, here's my hope for you. I hope that you can look back like Jabez. You can look at this prayer and you can say, like it said of Jabez, God granted your request that's my hope for you. You pray for God to bless you. You pray for God to expand your territory. You'd pray for God's hand to be on you. You'd pray for God to keep you from harm and to protect you and you'd be able to look back at the end of 2021 and say God granted my request. For the last season, a number of weeks I just I prayed this over myself. I've prayed this over my our church. I've prayed this over my children. I've prayed this over our family and I've prayed it in faith because God says it was a prayer he would answer. I want to invite you to pray it with me too. So right now, um, our, some of our pastors at the front, they have a card. You're getting two cards this morning. This is a card about uncharted territory. It's going to be our response to this morning's message. And most, most seats will have a pen at them. We're going to spend a few minutes doing this together. David or Stephen, I don't know if you're able to come up and just provide a little background music, but that'd be great. We'll get these passed out here. The front just says uncharted territory, but this is what's on the back. There's a block there, and it says this, my uncharted territory. And there's been some of us, while, while I've been talking, where you just know instantly, this is what God is calling me to in the next season. This is uncharted territory. It could be uncharted territory in your soul. It could be uncharted territory in your life, and your family. It, it doesn't have to be geographic, but it could be. And I just feel like God would have you write that down this morning and just start, start believing that he's moving you into that place. There's some people that might need to leave it blank, actually, and say, hey God, I'm an open book. You can take me into whatever territory you have for me. But just spend a quick minute You know, I think for some people here, uncharted territory is actually just asking God to bless them. I feel some guilt in the tent right now. I want you to know that God doesn't bless us because we are worthy. He blesses us because we're a new creation in Jesus Christ who was worthy on our behalf. would you hand me a card, please? Two things we're going to do together now. We have a daily prayer. And actually, what I'm going to challenge you to do is to pray this prayer for the next 30 days. That you would pray this prayer that God would move you into something new. That he would allow you to take uncharted territory for the kingdom of God. And I'm just curious to see what will happen as we do that together. This is what I've been doing for the last season. I wanna invite you to do it with me as well. Let's just all stand here in a moment as we're able. Put that prayer up on the screen. Before we read this prayer together, maybe maybe we'll go into a chorus. If you wanna read something I wrote, you can Close your eyes or open your hands or just receive. 2021 begins a season of uncharted territory. As God expands your territory, expect blessing and backlash. This is a prophetic season similar to the taking of the promised land in the Bible. A time to step out in faith by moving into new and unknown ground. The new territory you take in this season will affect generations. Your uncharted territory may be vocational, physical, geographic, emotional, or spiritual, but God is moving you as he arranges for things in the seasons to come. Do not be afraid as you enter new territory. God has already been there and provided for you in advance. If you agree with that, say amen. Let's pray this together. A daily prayer. I want to challenge you to pray this for the next 30 days. God, I pray that today you would bless me. I ask that you enlarge my territory and opportunities for ministry. I declare that today your hand is upon me. Your presence is with me. And you are delivering me and my loved ones from harm amen lord i do pray that you would move us into uncharted territory that this would be a season of of incredible kingdom expansion, even in the midst of incredible challenges, Lord. We thank you for the new churches that are going to be planted, for the new marriages that are going to be started, for the new children that are going to be birthed, for the new houses that are going to be purchased, for the land that's going to be claimed for the kingdom of God, for the new businesses and the new callings that you want to release into this community. And I pray that you would seal up this word in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Yeah. Praise your name, Jesus. Yeah, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious here. The Lord turn His based on you and give Let's sing that again. We're going to sing it. The Lord bless you. Oh, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious. The Lord turn. Sing, amen. We're singing, amen, amen, amen. Oh, let it be yeah. now, amen. amen, amen, amen. We believe that. Thank you for this day. We thank you that you bless us, you keep us, and you make your face shine upon us. We pray that you be with us in the year of 2021 and bless us as we go into this year. We pray these things in your name for your glory. Amen. Thank you so much for coming tonight, guys, or this morning. Uh, remember to take with you that commission weekend card. You have till 11.59 p.m. tonight to sign up for that early bird price, uh, pricing. And please do take that card with you and pray this prayer each day in the day of month of January. We love you guys. Bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And have a great weekend.